0: This week, we learn why we don't talk about Bruno. In our review of Encanto, I'm Chad. And I'm Matt. This is episode 39 of We Used to Talk About This at Work. All right, Matt, we are back for another week i am feeling a little out of sorts man um it's it's been a long week like this COVID stuff is real it's real yeah it's picked up
1: where i'm at too but we on a work to home uh order for the next two weeks so good news for these listeners i got a lot more time to watch things to review things for y'all i do it for the people
0: all right let's go um so yeah, like I said, COVID is real. Like my daughter is going to be home with me for two weeks because her teacher got COVID. So that's awesome. And yeah. Um, well, hold on real quick. Back up. They don't
1: got substitutes. No, like, like one one teacher gets it, and then we just shut it down. She came to work. Oh, so you guys are quarant- Quarantining? Yeah. Oh, uh, I thought she'd be like, ah, right, she off, So we ain't got
0: no school now. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Like okay, that. got you. But yeah, man, um, this this stuff's real out here, and you know we need to um really be careful. But um, we've got a guest this week, and I'm hoping that he is making all the precautions that he can during these uncertain times. Uh, I'd like to introduce the audience to Carlin from the Starfighter Full Movie Podcast. Hello, Carlin
2: hello how's it going guys yeah welcome to the show oh i'm happy to be here <laughs>
0: are, are you being safe out there carlin
2: yeah i mean i I just don't leave the house actually <laughs> that's that's
0: <laughs> yeah. the way to be man
2: yeah unless i have to go to work because uh I, I work in the film industry so if they say like hey we need you for this day or whatever then yeah then i'll go and i'll be safe
1: yeah. so what exactly do you do you, do you do in the film industry if you don't mind me asking
2: Right, so normally when I tell people, people who are in the industry, I just say I set up lights.
0: <laughs> oh, well, you a-
2: you don't? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, I set up lights. That's the easiest way to 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 say it. But to go into it, I am a grip and an electric for uh, television and movies. So basically, I set up lights, shape the light, cut it, block it, all that fun stuff.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So when you say block and shape.
1: Can, can you elaborate for uh, the simple listeners out there who doesn't understand that? I understand what you mean. I'm talking about for the uneducated ones. <laughs> right. Can you elaborate? Can you dumb it down <laughs> for us?
2: Right. And, you know, there's, a, there's an old joke that us industry people have. Whenever we're trying to describe our work field to other people, it can kind of sound like a boring tutorial. Like from like a high school film or whatever but yeah block and shape light is basically you know you have a light and maybe you throw something like a black fabric in front of it and it will completely block it because you know black cancels out light mm. and then shape it cut it by putting different objects in front of it different uh fabrics of different uh i don't i don't know how like even like a bed sheet something like a bed sheet would like soften a light that's shaping it interesting oh
1: okay i i understand that mm-hmm. i mean the, the listeners will understand that yeah 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 of course of <laughs> course,
2: of
0: course. <laughs> so like i mentioned uh before you have a podcast and i actually was on that podcast last week the episode dropped yesterday we discussed uh alien covenant i put a link for it in uh the show notes for last week's episode But um,
2: my question to you, Carlin, is what made you want to start a podcast? Um, So I guess what really made me start it was just my brother was always talking about how I need a podcast because I'm always talking about movies and uh, stuff like that, because originally I have a YouTube channel and I do movie reviews, TV reviews, analysis, um, watch parties, like all that fun stuff. So I guess the next step was to eventually make a podcast. I guess just more content and it kind of just turned out into something that was very organic
0: okay so the format of your podcast is a commentary um so for anyone not familiar um it's best to be played while you watch the media that you're reviewing yeah so what made you choose that format
2: um well uh i kind of i wouldn't say i I grew up listening to commentary movie commentary from like dvds and whatnot but i would say when i was entering college i started to do more of that uh listening to it and it's it's really fun it's (laughs) it's honestly just like a uh another vibe i guess
0: okay okay yeah so how has building listenership been with that type of podcast because like it can range from like oh yeah this episode is like 45 minutes long we reviewed an episode of a tv show to like two and a half hours long because we reviewed a marvel movie
2: oh yeah um so typically it's always just movies um but um getting listeners i mean i think since for like streaming purposes i'm still working to get more listeners to to listen but Uh, again i post i post my uh, episodes on youtube and i'm not sure how long people are listening to them but they get some views
0: yeah so um this is something that we kind of talk about on our show on air and we talk about this off the air a lot um how is it getting
2: guests on your podcast
0: specifically your friends
2: Oh, it's, uh, it's not hard at all. Honestly, it's, um, obviously, if, if I, I just reach out to certain friends, and I'm like, hey, if you're free, uh, you know, you could just come on the podcast. I think I was just talking to someone else, uh, like literally 30 minutes ago. And they're like, Oh, is there a schedule that you have that I can come on? I was like, it's literally any day, any day you're free, we can record that's awesome wow. so, so
1: carl Car- carl has a lot better friends than we do chad because it's like pulling teeth to get yeah. our friends on this podcast
0: it is like certain ones some people will like yes they're like heck yeah i am there before you even finish asking the questions but right. a lot of folks they're like oh well that's cool you have a podcast um I, what, what do i talk about on on this podcast uh
2: well, you know, a lot of people are just scared. One of the biggest phobias is uh, public speaking. So I had a friend who was on the podcast and she was terrified. At first she was like, I'm for it. I'm ready. And literally five minutes before we were recording, she was freaking out. <laughs> that's funny. Well, it's not funny, but that's. Yeah, that's but she ended up loving it at the, at, after we recorded.
1: Right. And that's where like, no- Everybody who's been nervous once they've done it, they was like, "Oh, it's not that bad. I'm like, yeah, it's just a conversation. It's not like, yes, this goes out to the world, but you're not speaking to the world. you're just speaking to me and
2: Chad, right, exactly.
0: um, so Carlin, what's been going on with you this week, man? You mentioned that um you do YouTube videos, so what's the what what are you working on right now?
2: Um, so right now for my channel, I'm working on doing more recent movies because <laughs> my friends are keep telling me I do too many older movies. So, uh, to get more views and whatnot, I should do newer ones. So I was recently just, uh, editing in Kanto today. And, um, I just realized I've been mispronouncing it.
0: <laughs> so what, what were you saying?
2: Yeah, I was, I was, I've been mispronouncing the title, the title of the movie. Uh, and I already recorded and edited everything, so at some point I have to go back and fix all that, which is going to be super annoying.
1: How long was how How long was how long was it?
2: Um, I would say the entire recording was like probably like around twenty minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't finished the review in it, it, itself yet, but okay. uh, eventually I will.
0: So, what were you calling the movie?
2: Uh, in, I was calling it Enchanto. But it's pronounced Encanto. And the crazy thing is, I pronounced it Encanto when I first started recording. And then I stopped myself. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm saying it wrong. Because <laughs> I, felt, I, I felt like I heard someone on YouTube, like a bunch of people doing YouTube reviews of it,
0: mm-hmm. say
2: it that way. Like, even my friend said, I'm pronouncing it wrong. And I went on YouTube and I saw some other woman talking about the movie. And she pronounces it in Encanto.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I was like, well, that's not right either that's
1: funny it's funny you, this is something totally different but i had a friend when we were talking about avengers he kept calling him thanos <laughs> and i was like wait i was like what are you saying he's like thanos you know the purple guy i was like thanos but he just kept calling him thanos
2: it's yeah in all fairness that is that sounds a lot better than thanos <laughs> 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 it sounds fit for a
0: uh, a titan Okay, so this is like a, just a regular review like you'd see on other channels where it's like you got clips from the movie playing and you're talking over it.
2: Uh, Yeah, basically. So my my YouTube channel is called Starfighter Reviews. It's basically me. Uh, it's basically the whole thing is based around the 1984 film, The Last Starfighter, or me, Carlin, is The Last Starfighter, and I'm basically reviewing reviews, TV shows, uh, analysis, uh, watch parties, all this stuff while in certain locations from the, the actual movie. As confusing so, as that sounds.
1: So, <laughs> where, where is your location for this review, for Encanto's review?
2: Um, I think, so there's a place in a movie called Silver Lake that they go to a lot. And I, I tell my audience that I normally go to Silver Lake when I'm recording a podcast.
0: Oh, got you. Okay. okay. Have you, have you seen uh The Last Starfighter Matt? No. Same.
2: It's funny. I'm I'm running into less people who have or more people who have not seen who have who haven't seen the movie.
0: I feel like in that one of those cult classics. Yeah, I,
2: I guess it is a cult classic. I thought it was just like a certified classic because I felt like when that came out in 84 I don't know. I felt like people were talking about that just as much as as Star Wars: The Last Jedi, or not Last Jedi. Excuse me, Return of the Jedi. Really?
0: I feel like I thought
2: that bombed. Well, no, 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 no. It no, it definitely didn't bomb. So, like, even for an example, um, Marvel Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, the video game that just came out for um, it, kind of came out for all consoles, really. But um, yeah. in the video game, at the very <laughs> first level, you're like the little kid star lord and you're in his room in the 80s and in his room is a poster of the last starfighter Hmm, next to his star wars toys
0: (laughs) so i I assume that this is a disney property
2: uh no 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 it's not it's not actually disney doesn't own it which is why they call it the last star walker (laughs) Ah. but it was clearly the last starfighter because of how the the poster was presented and all that it was super cool to look at it
0: okay Okay. Um, so what else you been up to this week, man?
2: Um, I mean, other than working on reviews, um, I have a few movies lined up to watch for the podcast. I'm going to watch The Majestic, the hmm. that Jim Carrey movie.
0: Yes, yeah, one of his serious ones.
2: Yeah, that's a movie. And for anyone uh, who doesn't know, my podcast is basically about watching movies. I have little to no care about and I watch them so I can find an understanding to why people like them and I put this Jim Carrey up there because I love Jim Carrey Jim Carrey is one of my favorite comedians actors huge influence on me growing up but for some reason that movie I just never I just never cared to watch it I grew up watching the trailer from like VHS tapes (laughs) and all that stuff Um, but yeah I never took the time to, to watch it
0: And pre-show, you were saying that you were
2: revisiting
0: um, old movie uh,
2: commentaries? Yeah, yeah. Um, As of lately, when I'm, like, editing, my sleeping schedule is, like, way off. I, like, edit all my movie reviews and podcasts, like, around, like, midnight to, like, 7 (laughs) a.m. in the morning. (laughs) And uh, when I edit, I play uh, audio commentaries for just different random movies, so i was listening to x-men 2 perks of being a wallflower and last night i was just listening to labyrinth the 1987 Mm -hmm. movie commentary jennifer connelly and uh david boy yeah
0: yeah classic so i was really into commentaries when people cared about physical media and um like for certain things i wouldn't purchase it unless it had a commentary So I remember uh, the the first X-Men movie uh, commentary and on it, uh, Brian Singer tells a story about how he had trouble getting onto set when they were filming like on location because, Mm -hmm. you know, he's at the time he was younger. And so he looked like he wasn't a director of a probably what, 30, 40, 50 million dollar movie. And so like some uh, like a lady wouldn't let him on set. And so they made a joke about firing her. And I was like, that's, that's unfortunate.
2: Yeah, that, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. You get a whole bunch of people uh, in the industry who look super young. And I mean, like, especially like actors. There's like, um, I remember the last time I was on set, there was like a, a 30, probably like a 33, 34 year old lady. And she literally looked like she was 18. It was absolutely oh. insane.
0: Were you filming a teen drama?
2: I don't, what was it? It was, um, it was actually an Xbox commercial. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which, yeah, can be a teen drama, depending on how you look at it.
0: Um, and then uh, Moon Knight is one of your favorite Marvel characters.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was just telling earlier that um, I was on Twitter, and then they released that uh, they're going to uh, put out the Moon Knight trailer for Disney Plus, and I put out on, on Twitter my comments. I was like, I love Moon Knight with all my heart. I collect his comic books, read his comic books. Um, I was trying really hard to work on the TV show because they filmed that down here in Georgia. But I was like, I'm not excited to watch this show because I kind of just fell of love with Marvel movies and, and TV shows and whatnot. And someone said, I'm not a real Moon Knight fan if I'm not excited to see this show, which really bothered me. <laughs>
1: So you say you fell out of uh, the Marvel t- like TV shows. So all the Marvel TV shows, do you, have you seen them? Like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, or even the you know Loki's and stuff like that. Have you seen all those?
2: Um, not all of them. I would say everything pre uh, everything before Endgame, or right when it was Endgame. I've seen after Endgame. I've kind of was like I'm I'm done with it. So oh, you didn't even see
0: that second Spider-Man?
2: Oh yeah, that's right. I saw I saw the newest Spider-Man because my brother my brother was in town and he really wanted to get wanted to see it. I wouldn't have saw it otherwise.
0: So <laughs> no WandaVision, no Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, no. no Loki, no uh what's that cartoon called? What if?
2: Yeah, What if? Black Widow. Nah, no, nah, I haven't seen any of those and um sometimes it's uh so when you work in film, sometimes it's kind of hard because it's like I don't ever watch anything I'm a part of or my friends are a part of. And I like know what's really happening behind the scenes. So all those Marvel films are filmed down here. And um, I have a friend who acted on um uh, was it Wakanda Vision. I was asked to work on Loki like years ago. I think that was literally like 2020 in like February. But um. Yeah, I, I just couldn't do it, so. Yeah,
0: I remember you were telling me. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh,
0: Carlin was telling me I think this was pre-show that he had a friend that works on that worked like is an actress and she was on WandaVision.
2: Yeah, WandaVision. Um, I just had a friend who told me he did the entire Hawkeye TV show. He was actually credit for it, and it was like his first big credit, which is really oh. cool. Did he have a speaking line? No, no, no. He's um he's a grip like oh like okay me. so okay i see he he was the one pushing to dolly doing all the dolly shots so just, oh, really that's cool that's cool yeah so i'm happy he got that credit i'm like oh dude that would be so cool and it would be cool to have my name on one of those films but as entertainment wise i just wouldn't watch them anymore
0: man you should have been like heck yeah i'm gonna be in loki get <laughs> get, your, get your marvel check and go to the bank
2: well you know what i wanted to work on loki at the time but it, it was like literally on Valentine's Day. It was like a last minute call in, and I had Valentine's Day plans with my girlfriend. Man,
0: <laughs> man she would have understood. Oh, are, are y'all still together?
2: Yeah. Yeah. We man, are. Man,
0: she would have understood. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're on the whole Marvel talk, and I agree, you aren't a real Marvel fan or a real Moon Knight fan if you don't, you know, eat, sleep, and bleed the properties. So, you know, don't be making tweets when you don't, you're you not about this life. Anyway, I hate that. I absolutely hate <laughs> that. <laughs> it's, it's just a little thing called toxic fandom, Carlin. That's all.
2: And you know what? It's these DC, Marvel, and Star Wars fans are absolutely stupid. <laughs> or I would say maybe maybe the big bulk of them are, just from the fact that um, a lot of these movies are just for entertainment, which yes, that's what they are. But at the same time, it's just kind of, uh, I don't know how to ex- describe it. It's kind of like just brainlessly feeding you content without any mm-hmm. substance really or yeah. less substance
0: yeah absolutely like this is all a formula right like mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. just they tick the boxes and they're like okay we need to uh reference something from the comic books let's reference something from an old movie yeah yeah these nerds will eat this shit
2: up i mean even like Last year someone was telling me that um I mean I never saw the Black Widow movie or whatever, but they were telling me that uh what is it? The Suicide Squad movie, the newest one, mm-hmm. was a lot better than Black Widow. It is. And I and I never saw Black Widow. Yeah. And I saw Suicide Squad. I saw the newest one, and I thought that was one of the worst movies I've ever watched. Wait, the second should... one? Wait, yeah, the know. second one. With with Idris. Yeah, the second one. Sir. Sir. What are you talking about, man? Right. There's <laughs> literally no plot to the movie.
0: <laughs> Car- Carlin, there was nothing. The whole reason that the movie exists was so that they could go to the island and do the extraction. That was the plot.
2: That's not much of a plot. Carlin, I was... That's about- the same reason why I never liked that... Uh, what's that movie called? Mad Max, Max Fury Road. Mad Max movie. The newest one.
0: I'm sorry, Carla, I vouch for you. I'm like, this is a good guy. You know, he's got a podcast. He over here doing his thing. And you're going to come over here and talk this kind of stuff. You should have just you should have just came. As soon as I hit record, you should have just said slurs. That would have been not as bad as what you're doing right now.
2: Well, you know, it's funny as I have a podcast episode of watching the newest Suicide Squad movie with a friend. And she feels the exact same way (laughs) (laughs) as you or me oh as me
0: no that you her fucking getting inside of her head and stuff
2: oh no this was her second time watching it too when we watched it (laughs) and she and i i I kid you not she legit fell asleep on the podcast watching it
0: (laughs) that's that's real bad um i don't even know how to continue this fucking podcast man like you what
2: well why why do you why do you like the film or why do you both like the film so much
0: It was one. It was hilarious, like very funny. Um, I love the banter back between Idris Elba and the Peacemaker. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a fun adventure. Um, It made more sense than the original Suicide Squad. Um, As someone that is a re what I say recent father, she's getting old. But as someone that is a father. Like, that whole rat catcher stuff, like, it slapped me in the fucking face.
2: Yeah, I don't think I laughed at all during this movie. Or maybe I did laugh, but sometimes I laugh when something is obviously not funny. And, then, <laughs> then, like, there's, like, silence of me and someone else just not laughing. I laugh at that. But originally, I think the f- first Suicide Squad movie was just a crap-made movie, just production-wise. Okay. What a better story. Or a more, a more, uh, let me not say a better story, but I would say just a more realistic story for me to, to why these characters would do this thing.
0: I feel like that Viola Davis gif where she's just putting the shit in her purse and getting up and just walking off like what what is this foolishness <laughs> that you're spewing here man? Like this is this the de- this derailed the whole fucking podcast like <laughs> Um okay, respectfully, I hear you, Carlin. Um mm-hmm. respectfully. Uh we're going to move on and I don't know what we're going to do in the edit, but we're moving on. Um so since we're talking about Marvel properties uh, Matt you just saw Eternals uh, Carlin did not um, why don't you share your thoughts with us I saw it too and we'll see where we kind of mesh um,
1: it did not feel like a Marvel movie it felt like a a movie that you see on HBO um uh, it felt like um, yeah, it felt like a movie that you see on HBO or Showtime or something about superheroes, but then they just included Marvel references. Like they made references to Thanos, they made reference to the blip, but it was like, I don't know, I couldn't get into it. it I mean, I watched the whole thing, I ain't gonna say it's a bad movie, but it was just like it's there.
0: Um, I don't know, go ahead. What are you gonna say? So Carlin, did you have any? Like, I know you haven't seen it, but like, have you no. seen anything about it?
2: Yeah, I haven't seen the movie, but um, just yesterday I was watching the, or I, I guess reading the Instagram comments from it because they kind of released that. Oh, it is officially on Disney Plus, and the comments were hilarious. It was just, I would say, majority of the people were just saying how boring it is mm-hmm. and how it just didn't feel like a Marvel movie, uh, like what you just said, and. Yeah, they're just pretty much slandering it. Some people liked it though.
0: Yeah, I don't really get those folks. Like my, well, my first complaint is that this movie has ten stars. You're following ten characters, ten, wow. and apparently they cut it down from twelve. That's first off. Um, there's like a lot of flat, unnecessary flashbacks in the movie that just add to the runtime and don't really give you a like they technically, yes, they give you backstory, but you don't care. And like there are decisions that some of the characters make when we have to have the, you know, when we bring the clipboard out and we we are reminded that this is a Marvel movie. And um, some of the decisions made, like at that final battle at daytime, that's all CGI. You know, you've seen Marvel movies, you know how this goes. Right, right. Um, that just seems so out of character. And it's like, mm-hmm. wh- where did this decision come from? And if we were to focus more on what was happening in the now and less what was happening 60 million years ago with these unnecessary flashbacks, we could. Probably understand more so what why these characters are doing what they're doing now. Hmm.
2: Interesting. Yes.
1: Yeah. So it was like as I was watching it, just like Chad said, a lot of the shit I was watching. I was like, why are you doing this? Just like they're supposed to be quote unquote superheroes, and but we can't intervene in none of their problems. You see, they're having a genocide, and they're like, no, we can't intervene. It's just stuff like that. It's just like. I understand the premise of the reason why, because they're supposed to only um, fight the deviants. Deviants, yeah, which is like these monster type things, and that's the only thing they can do. But it, it was there, and if there was no Marvel, if they didn't put those Marvel quotes in there, it would just been a basic ass movie.
0: Yeah, um, as I was leaving the theater, I had a conversation with uh, a couple of guys, random dudes, and we had the conversation where this would have made a much better Disney Plus show, like six episodes. You know, not e- like the way it's structured. Like each episode mm-hmm. opens with a, with with those flashbacks that were not necessary for a movie, and then you spend time with one of the ten fucking characters, right? But them needing this to be a movie
2: hurt it. Well, <laughs> I just got like a fla- like a flashback within that. You saying that if it was a TV show, it probably would end up looking like Arrow. <laughs> 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 and I love the first two seasons of Arrow. Yeah, I yeah, couldn't take. I couldn't take anymore.
0: Killing people left and right. It was beautiful. Although, I will say, like, just for a quick tangent, so I absolutely love the pilot to Arrow. Like, it's probably one of the better superhero pilots, where, like, he's murdering people, and then at the very end, it's revealed his mom is, like, a bad guy. And I was like, oh, shit, where are we going with this? And then by the end of the first season, they kind of, well, throughout that first season, they pull back on that. And they're like, oh, no. She, and, the, and, the, <laughs> and the pilot, she was doing some dirty ass shit, having right. people murdered. <laughs> but when we get to the finale, oh, no, they made her do those things. Mm, did they? Or did you not want this character
2: to be this evil? Right. Everyone's responsible for their own actions. Right. <laughs> But uh, I, would, I would say to that, honestly, that um, Arrow's pilot episode was great. I loved it, which is why I kept watching it for two seasons. Mm-hmm. But uh, as of last year, the best superhero pilot that I've ever watched was from a 1994 TV show. Or it might have been 95 called Mantis. I don't know if oh, you've
0: ever seen that. Oh, shit. Yes. With uh the black uh, I should not have clapped into the mic. <laughs> with the uh with the black guy from alias, right? Uh right,
2: um, yep, 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 uh, yep. that's
0: how. he's uh Martian Manhunter on Justice League. Yes, that show was the shit. One yeah. of it, it was it was like it was about a black guy. He's like in a wheelchair or something like that, and he made a suit that could make him walk and he was a superhero. And yeah. Yes, yeah, it's about, it's about a, a, good shit.
2: It's about a neuro neuroscientist who is paralyzed from from the from the waist down and throughout the, it, what makes it so incredible. This is the first ever, um, primetime black superhero like ever. And, and I had,
0: we didn't get another one to what black lightning.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> basically. And, um, yeah, the story was great. Characters are great. Love that. It was like an all black cast mm-hmm. or just for that pilot episode. They got rid of literally everybody <laughs> after that show was successful after the pilot.
0: Yeah. That was a Fox show. If I remember right.
2: Yeah, and you can watch the you can watch the whole pilot episode again on my channel. I uh, I did like a full episode review on it.
0: Okay. Do you remember that show, Matt? No, not at all.
1: But uh, I'm gonna watch the pilot episode.
0: Okay, I, I should watch it too.
1: But yeah, uh, chad So what have you been up to these days? You've been uh, uh, getting some some exercise in, sort of, sort of.
0: So I went axe throwing this week. Uh, I've never done it before but it's something that I've always wanted to check out and it is not as easy as you think
1: well you get, you just throw it and then it sticks to the wood right
0: yeah but well one you have to throw it in such a way that it's safe right mm-hmm. so like they were like throw it like have the axe over your head when you throw it not next to your head when you throw it and then also you need to give it enough force because it can bounce back
1: I've seen yeah, I've seen videos of that.
0: Yeah. Mm, so,
2: yeah.
0: Have either of you done axe the run? I have
2: not. Nope.
0: Yeah. So it's a fun time. Like uh we pay for an hour. It was it was fun. Um my arm got a real workout, you know. So I don't I don't not do- to
1: be that guy though, but like I understand it can be fun, but it's kinda like is it fun for the whole hour of just throwing an axe? <sighs>
0: so maybe like 30 minutes into it um though because it was just me and my friend so 30 minutes into it the guy that worked there he was like oh hey i turned on this other lane for you guys and it had like a little zombie thing on there it's like a projection and so you could hit like the different parts of the zombie so that kind of made it a little less tedious
1: okay yeah because i'm like it seems like, yeah, that'd be fun. But like after like the first 20, 25 minutes, you'd be like, all right, I'm done throwing this axe now.
0: But also <laughs> you, pay, you paid that money. So like you like, ah, I'm, I'm going to write this out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: of course.
0: <laughs> but uh, also checked out a movie called Boiling Point. Um, it is a British movie. It is a and if if I'm using a term correctly in Carlin's industry, it's a wonner. The whole thing which is it's all one take so no cuts this is all one take that camera is like moving all around and wait uh, wait
1: carlin is that the right terminology uh yeah yeah uh, look at Chad. look at you good job i mean
0: mm-hmm. I, I i know a little bit about a little bit okay i mean <laughs> I, I do have half of a movie podcast <laughs> so um it takes it, it takes place in a restaurant and you um It's like one of the busier nights in the restaurant and just all the things that can happen. Right. So um, they have a a visit from the health inspector before um, they open and he kind of fucks up some stuff and like their rating goes down. So I'm not exactly sure how food rating like restaurant ratings go in the UK because like initially they were a five and then the guy said he's you're a three now. So I'm guessing that's probably like going from a grade A to like a grade C or something like that or a grade B, Mm -hmm. I assume. And so they were worried about that. And then like they had factors like social media to worry about. So like this is like a nice restaurant. So they have like a set menu. And so some dudes came in there with like 10,000 Instagram followers. And they was like, hey, we don't want any of this food on the menu. Can you make us some steaks? And the waitress was like, No. And so they asked to speak to the manager, and the manager's like, Yeah, we can do that. And so she's telling the kitchen staff, and they're like, No, fuck you. We have a menu for a reason. And then it's like, um, are you guys familiar with the um with the the phrase um check checkoff's gun? No. No. I, I hope I'm using this term right. It's a theater term. So essentially, if a if you're watching a play and a gun is introduced in act one by act three, that gun will have fired. So basically the movie sets something up and you're dreading when it's going to happen. And, um, I really recommend this movie, but, uh, I'll, I'll say this, this is the last thing I'll say. So, um, the checkoffs gun of the movie is some, one of the patrons mentions that his fiance has, a, a nut allergy and throughout the movie you're waiting on them to bring that food because you know what's going to happen but you aren't going to know but you aren't sure how the fuck this woman's going to have an allergic reaction and yes. it's not oh, it's not in a funny way like it's like oh shit and like the fallout to that like the whole movie's building to the aftermath of what happens when that woman gets the peanut allergy uh reaction like I felt like you just get so engrossed in it because, like, the camera's moving and it feels like you're, like, with them, like, walking around to where, like, when, like, the shit hits the fan, it feels like a reality show. And you, like, you fucking tell him because he's been a dick all night.
2: I remember watching a movie called The Boiling Point, but it was, like, a um, Gordon Ramsay documentary. Uh. So (laughs) it's um, $7 on Apple uh, iTunes. But
0: um yeah, it came out last year. It's got um Stephen Graham. It, he's, he's a British actor where like if you saw his face, you'd be like, Yeah, I seen him in something. Okay. Um let me see, one more thing. It had a really high Rotten Tomato score. Like it is sitting at a ninety eight percent. Like it's it's really good. Like I highly recommend it. Okay. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was um, so Scream 5 just came out and I got into a real like oh man I want to watch something Scream related because I'm not going to be able to see Scream 5 for a little minute you know as I mentioned earlier my family has to quarantine because of uh, the situation in my daughter's school so um, I saw the first two seasons of the Scream TV show and it was fine it was like It was basically like some CW shit with murder, right? But Mm -hmm. the interesting thing about season three is that it has an almost all-black cast, including Kiki Palmer. Well, I should have looked at the cast list before I came up in here. So, Kiki Palmer's in it. And apparently Mary J. Blige. Like, there's a a black mom character where I was like, man, where would they get this bootleg-ass Mary J. Blige at? But that was actually Mary J. Blige. So, Okay. (laughs) Um, RJ Siler's in it he was the Blue Ranger in the Power Rangers reboot Mm, okay Uh, Tyler Posse he was Teen Wolf Tiger's in it like I said Mary J Blige is in this movie for some fucking reason Um, Tony Todd's in it also the original Candyman Um, but yeah so it's not good don't watch it Um, do not waste your time it is six episodes and that was six hours wasted do not watch it.
2: You know, it's funny you say don't watch it. I remember back in, I want to say that was 2016 when I was first entering in the film industry, people people were talking about that screen TV show because it was filmed down here. And I was like, oh, is that a cool show? They're like, no, don't work on it. It's an absolute <laughs> shit show. <laughs> it's terrible.
1: So let's get into the, the meat and potatoes.
0: This week, we discuss Encanto. Many years ago, this candle blessed our family with a miracle. Our house, our casita, came to life with magic. In time, every member of our family was given their own magical gift.
2: Uh-huh, uh-huh, I understand you. I'm not super strong like Luisa. The donkey's got out again. On it! (laughs) Or effortlessly perfect like Señorita Perfecta Isabella. But mama, why am I the only one that didn't get a gift? You're just as special as anyone else in this family. You just healed my hand with an arepa con queso. The magic is in danger. We gotta get out of here! Protect our home. We must protect our family.
0: This is my chance. I will save the magic,
2: even in our darkest moments. There's light where you least expect it.
0: The Madrials are an extraordinary family who live hidden in the mountains of Colombia in a charmed place called the Encanto. The magic of the Encanto has blessed every child in the family with a unique gift. Every child except Maribel. However, she soon may be the Maribel's last hope when she discovers that the magic surrounding the Encanto is now in danger. Carlin, what did you think of Encanto?
2: So my initial thoughts of the movie is basically, uh, to sum it up, is basically the intro for for this podcast when I'm just mispronouncing it wrong and just being completely misinformed about it. And Encanto is a decent movie with really good animation, you know, okay story, all that stuff. But what separates it as a film is the fact that it's a, about a Colombian family, which is absolutely rare to see that uh, in American films. So, right. but because of that and... And I say this in my review too, that Encanto has so much details to it. And I mean, so much details to the point where they hired just random people out in the streets of Colombia to have as people to check for aut- authenticity authenticity mm-hmm. of, the, of the film to make sure buildings look the right way, characters are dancing the right way, the clothes they wear, the plants that are in the film, everything. There's so much detail, detail to it that it's crazy. To the point where you will never notice these details unless you're Colombian yourself, or if you're a part of that culture. So if you're just watching this as an American, someone who's just uncultured, like myself, which I would assume, like all three of us, more than half of the people who own Disney Plus are, you're you're just gonna watch this as just a regular animated movie and just give it a mid mid score.
0: Yes, this is Columbia's Coco.
2: Right. Exactly. Matt. Um,
1: it was a good movie. Um, uh, speaking off the animation, I really like the I don't want to say clump, I really like the hair and everything, how it felt authentic. The uh, yes,
0: yes, I love that.
1: The um, the hair of different of everybody, um, the details, yeah, the details. Um, and the biggest takeaway from this movie for me is. They got a banger,
0: and we don't talk about Bruno. Oh, that, no. that
1: song. Are you slaps. Not,
0: Are you not on the internet at all? Like that the kids, the kid, like TikTok, Instagram. The kids are all over this. You that song? That song, yes. right? Yes, that song
1: slaps. And it was like because you does know, it? I don't, yeah, it's. A- what
0: you mean? Does it?
1: You you saw the same movie as us, Carla? We don't talk about Bruno. That's a banger. Like it of course is. I got done. I listened to it again. Uh, on uh, Apple Music, uh, and, you know, I don't really care for the singing stuff, but yeah, that song slapped.
2: It does, uh, yeah.
1: Um, but overall, um, it's a good movie.
2: Yeah, um, I thought the soundtrack was just—I mean, obviously, it's a musical, but I thought at times it was a little bit random. And I—I I like to consider myself as someone who likes musicals, but I don't know—it's just non-existent to me like it just didn't really felt like I don't know I felt like this movie could have been way better without a soundtrack or without it being a musical to me personally all right so
1: my son is here he's seen the movie the other day too and I want to give you a 10 year old review of the movie so what do you think about the movie
0: I thought it was a good movie um it had a lot of songs in it and there was not I enjoyed it It was a good movie.
1: What part did you like?
0: Um, I liked um when um Mirabelle like saw Bruno like coming through the um, painting, cause like to me that was kind of funny how he like that horror scene. Kind of yeah, like he seems like such a horrible guy, and then he's really just a guy that looks super (laughs) like a super villain villain. But then really, he's not really that scary. He's more of just the guy. And who was your favorite character?
1: Um, the shape-shifting one, Emilo.
0: Oh, okay. Dang, you remember the names and stuff? Dang, alright.
2: Impressive. <laughs> I didn't remember any of the names after I watched it.
0: How many times have you seen this movie?
1: Only once.
0: And you remember the names? Yeah. Okay. Are you um Are you on any social media? Um... Okay, because I was wondering if he's seen, like, the memes and stuff. No. All right, thank you. You can go now. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I didn't know that this movie was a musical when I first turned it on. Like, I tried to watch it with my daughter because she likes 3D animation. And I was like, okay, maybe you'll sit your crazy little self down and watch this with me. And then they did that first song, and I was like, oh, oh, this is right up your alley, right? And she was like, (laughs) it is not dead. And she just walked away. So, um, Carlin, I'm going to agree with you. I am a huge Lin-Manuel Miranda fan. Um, I've seen Hamilton Uh live once. Um, I have seen the recording on, um, on Disney+. Plus. I went to New York to specifically see Freestyle Love Supreme. And if you know what it is, you know what it is. Um, I'm a huge fan of this. Um, I've seen some of the other, like I've seen In the Heights, the musical and the and the movie. I even watched a terrible Netflix movie he did um, about the little monkey. That was also a musical. Like, I'm a huge fan. Something about this music didn't feel right, though. I don't know if I'm just like going through Lin Manuel fatigue or something. Like, I 100 percent agree. We don't talk about Bruno like slaps like a motherfucker, but the other songs just felt a little off to me.
1: I can see that. I didn't really care. F- or the beginning, the first music, the first number was good. You know, explained yeah. what's going on. The um, but. Like, I really didn't care for the strong ladies one. It felt like she wasn't really singing. She was more just talking through this in a musical way.
0: Sing Um, sing songing.
1: Yeah. um, But yeah, but overall, like, um, the the grandmother was the worst one. She was a villain in this story.
0: Yeah, she was the villain. Like I, yes. I've I've been seeing memes talking about how like it's so brave for there not to be a villain. No, the grandma, like abuela, she's the fucking villain. She's a right. She is the fucking root cause of all of the problems in this family. And like that's the thing. I really like the story. Like I like that it's the the conflict is internal, right? It's very real. Like that's real in a lot of families. Like take the magic shit away, right? Like where like you have like individuals in your family that are just so stubborn and like that just has such a ripple effect on everybody else in the family. And it's just like these, this trauma that actual families have because of shit that occurred before they were even born. Like that's insane. And that aspect of the story, I appreciate it.
1: So, no, it was the grandmother's perception of what the village thought about her family versus how her family actually was. Because every time she would get upset is because the village would think that they're not magical or whatever like that. She was was basically going off the perception, not how they actually were. And before the very end of it, I thought the village was trash, too. Uh, When they were like, hey, my donkeys got loose strong woman, come pick them up. Those are your donkeys. Go pick them up mm-hmm. yourself. Like, I thought they were abusing their uh, their abilities like that.
2: Right. I agree. 100%. Right.
1: But then once at the end, they came through and helped them build their house. I was like, okay, village, you redeemed yourself, but I thought you was abusing your power. And then another thing that got me, too, was the whole marriage proposal thing. They know that this family is the I was going to say star the show, but the the end all be all for this uh, village, right? Mm-hmm. To me, it should be, dudes should be lining up to marry these women versus they, the the, the mad what do you say? That? The, yeah, instead of them trying to cater to um, Another these people, yeah. it should be the other way around. So for them to be like, oh, we got to get this right for for uh, to get this marriage proposal right, the dude should be lining up to be with them. So I thought that was backwards. I agree.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think it's backwards, uh, again, because the grandmother was running the entire show, and clearly she's just from that... A different time. Yeah, a different generation of time of uh, what's supposed to happen.
1: And another thing I thought was like... This grandmother talking a lot of shit for somebody with no magical powers.
2: I mean, I'm like she
1: wrote his stuff and she ain't got no
0: powers. I mean, you talking mad shit about your fucking granddaughter because she don't have match magic. What the fuck you got? Like, right. You got you got you got, a, you got a disapproving stare. My grandmama got that shit too. So what? What's your mm-hmm. point? What you doing? Right. I, I thought that was real. Oh, another good thing is
1: I, I I didn't like her singing the strong woman's thing, mm-hmm. but her message, I understood where they all perceive her to be the strong one physically. So she has to be the strong one mentally for that family. So I know that probably uh,
0: I mean, all the hit songs, people are right. All the right. songs are really about their internals. But also, uh, I can't remember anybody's name except Maribel's, but the one who um, has the flower powers.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Isabella. Okay, when how, how the oh, you did a video on it, because I was like, Yeah, okay, um, <laughs> yeah, I've been memorizing their names. So, when
0: uh, Maribel went in her room and she lo- started lowering herself down from the flowers, I got some mad Arkham, uh, Arkham Asylum vibes with like a poison ivy level. I was like, Girl, this is a boss fight, <laughs> and you're about to die. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, that's exactly uh, what I thought too. She was definitely poison <laughs> ivy. Uh, and another thing I want to say about the film as well is I guess they did a good job with the protagonist Mirabelle and just in terms of literally every character all 11 characters of the film all her family members are just a percentage of Mirabelle's personality. So if her stronger sister Lu- Luisa, I believe that's her name, mm-hmm. has anxiety for what if she can't do these powers, Mirabelle has that same anxiety too because she just doesn't have any yeah, uh, her older sister Isabella, has depression because she feels like she can't live up to the expectations that her grandmother set is exactly what Mirabelle is feeling. So all these characters and how what their uh ego is, their personality, all that stuff is just a percentage of Mirabelle, which I thought was pretty neat.
0: Wow, okay. that's okay, shit, that's a really good take. I didn't really I mean I'm only i've <laughs> I've only seen it the one time and in chunks, but yeah, right, right, right. Uh, did anybody peep out that uh, Maribel's name was sewn onto her dress? I found that weird.
2: Yeah, well, you know, if you watch the film again, everyone's outfits resembles their powers. The, the strong <laughs> sister has free weights on her dress. That Isabella funny. has flowers on her dress. So since, girl she have, who,
0: since she don't have powers, they just like here's your name. Get the exactly.
2: Fuck out of here. And the girl who's the cousin who has like sonic hearing, she has sound waves on her dress, too. <laughs> that's
1: let's 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 talk about her, her power trash. And um, because she can hear everything right from long distance. Right. Right. Why could she can hear Mary Bell crying at the lake?
0: Oh, that's good. I mean, she now nah, because she was outside the perimeter of the Encanto. Well, oh, wait, wait. She they didn't have powers anymore. then.
2: Well, in all fairness... Oh, no, you're they, right. You're
1: right. They didn't have powers in. Okay.
2: Well, yeah, maybe that. But in all fairness, they never go to the exact uh, clarification of what their powers are. Like, for an example, if her, her, if her older sister has, like, super strength, I literally said in my review that she has the power of all her ancestors, which is, like, her entire... Which is what makes up her entire strength the strength of her grandfather her great-grandfather all that stuff so i wish we had a indication of like the limit of her powers because she was literally lifting up a building like it was nothing
0: i mean right i feel like that was like the whole thing like they were just using these powers sounds like bet but like they didn't really understand it
2: right exactly i feel like there was no responsibility when it came to it they mm-hmm. were just doing it because they felt like it was the right thing to do. To they help were this doing town. it
0: because they got that because they were fucking raised that you have to do this. Exactly. And also with the
1: one who can hear. Uh, I read a thing online where they're like, she could hear Bruno in the in the attic. She just she kept it a she, secret.
0: She said she could hear it.
2: Right. Right. She
0: said she could could hear, she could always hear him in the walls with the rats. Like, she's like, I knew there was more than just rats in the walls or something like that.
2: But Uh, that whole dynamic of the movie made it kind of stupid. If you go back (laughs) and watch it, the reason why they shun Bruno was because he had a, uh, his spitting truth. He had a vision about, was it someone? No, it was
0: specifically Maribel.
2: Yeah, Mirabelle, he had a vision about something, but yet they didn't finish, they they didn't let him finish his vision. That's like going to a fortune teller and saying, I see death in your future. And you're like, oh no, I don't want to hear that. Get out of my face. But then she would have said, yeah, death in like a bug that you kill at your house.
0: But that's the whole point of what the story was saying. Like, this family was so wound up tight because of the grandmother that anything that shook the illusion of the perfect fucking ecosystem that they had, had to be removed.
1: Right, right. And and they, yeah, like, they did Bruno so dirty. Because if like the stuff he was saying was like, your goldfish is going to die. Then it dies. How was that Bruno's fault?
0: Because he told him. exactly. Right.
1: It is like you're shooting a messenger. He was like, he said I was going to get fat. And eventually I got fat.
0: Mm-hmm. I was like. He said hey, it was going to rain. My- <laughs> and, right. It's Bruno's fault. Duh. Like, he said it was going to rain. And my power is to control the weather. So all I could think about was the rain.
2: Exactly. Right. And um, I was listening to some other podcasts about um, about what I'm about, about. Excuse me, about what I'm about to say. I can't remember the the correct term for it, but it goes like with parenting, because there's like two types of parenting where it's like um, when both parents they love their child, but when they do like one parenting is like they do something that's completely controlling, and it's like I love you, but. I'm, you have to do this, and there's no discussions about it. It's because I'm like just a parent, right? And that's because, and we saw that from her grandmother throughout the whole movie. And that's like a certain type of mental illness that she's hmm. developed, and she's completely controlling. Oh,
0: munchausens?
2: Uh maybe, maybe, maybe that's what it's called.
0: Like I know you got like the by proxy where you make people sick, but I don't know. Yeah, but munchausens when they
1: think that they're sick and they're not
0: okay okay
1: right right i learned that from an Eminem song <laughs> <laughs> he's like at much son you made me believe when I, I was sick when i was it and i grew up no i blew up no it makes you sick to you sick to you okay we can go
2: past this
0: but so yeah. <laughs> um final thoughts is we all like this movie
2: yes it's a good movie yeah um i mean i'll give it a six on a going to scale one to ten. We but haven't I think rated it,
0: anything in so long. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right,
2: yeah, And I'm going to start rating movies. Just give pure thoughts. But I love, I think the thing I love the most about it is just the overall theme of the film is... Uh, family. Like Fast and Furious. Right. It's the dynamics that you have between each family member and being conscious of that. And the more conscious you are aware of how uh, of your role that's that's what this movie is trying to say is if you're conscious or not conscious of the role that you have in your family, the more conscious you are, you will have a better understanding of how your family perceives you and uh, how well do you know them and how well do they know you?
0: You got some final words, Matt?
1: Oh, no. Um, If you don't cover it, I got some trivia. I
0: mean that's usually my job, but you can do that.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. It. I don't know what trivia you gonna come up with. So if you don't mention it, then I got something that I want to mention.
2: Oh yeah, I got a bunch of facts too about this movie. That's pretty mind blowing. So what do you guys think the Rotten Tomatoes is on
0: this movie?
2: Oh, super high. I go with seventy nine. Seventy nine. I'm gonna go at eighty nine.
0: Ninety one with a ninety three percent audience score. Wow. All right, so let's play a trivia game. So I have two because I wrote one and I beta tested it and people were getting it right and that made me mad. So I made the question harder. So the first question is true or false? 2021 was the first year in which two Disney movies released starring female leads.
2: I say female false. leads. That's a false. Yeah, there's frozen. No, no, no.
0: I mean, two 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 separate movies in the same year.
2: Oh, two separate movies in the same year? Uh, uh I'll still say false.
0: Okay. So the answer is false, yes. So I'm not gonna tell you what it is. So here's the other question that I made that was harder <laughs> because too many people guessed false. Encanto and Ryan and the Last Dragon released in 2021. It was the second time Disney released two movies in the same year with leads that include a female character of the following movies, which movies released the same year and also include two lead female characters. So the question more so is which one of these came out in the same year? You got a Moana and Zootopia, B Wreck-It Ralph and Frozen. C, The Princess and the Frog Entangled, or D, Ralph Breaks the Internet in Frozen 2.
2: Uh, I guess Wreck It Ralph 2 and Frozen 2.
1: I'll go with Wreck It Ralph, the first one.
0: And Frozen 1? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ralph Breaks the Internet came out in 2018, Frozen 2 came out in 2019. The Princess and the Frog came out in 2009, and Tango came out in 2010. Wreck-It Wrath, part one, came out in 2012, and Frozen came out in 2013. In 2016, Moana and Zootopia came out. And so uh, Zootopia had the co-lead of Judy Hopps and Moana starring, you know, co-leading Moana
2: gotcha. oh but isn't Zootopia like I thought the main character was a guy
0: no in Zootopia the main character is Judy and what's his name Jack or the Fox guy? yeah two two nah, mean right? give her her
1: correct name that's officer Judy Hopps all right
0: yeah but what's yeah. the dude what's what's the dude's name
2: I never saw the movie my brother keeps telling me to watch it
0: it's really good it's about racism um so it's got two leads it's got the bunny girl and the fox dude
2: mm-hmm, yeah. and
0: just like moana like it star, it's like it's named after moana but it's about her and maui
2: right yeah i never liked moana i never finished it i thought it was boring <laughs> it's, it's, it's
0: a good movie man <laughs> all right so let's run through this trivia and then we're gonna get the fuck out of here all right so Bruno was originally named Oscar, but his name was changed to better fit the song lyrics. We don't talk about Bruno in uh, the song in the family Madrigal. But uh, one of the kids is having a cup of coffee. Then when they're getting all excited to see Maribel, while Maribel takes his coffee and says, that's why coffee's for grown-ups, but not in Colombia coffee with milk in the morning is traditional for children in Colombia and other South American and European cultures. So that's um, all I
2: got. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you two, two really quick one that I okay. said in my review. It's a okay. uh, pretty fascinating. So when Miranda, that producer slash songwriter, yeah, him, him and the directors and some creative team went to Colombia for like a research project to like get a feel for the film and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They met a tour guide and they became, they loved that tour guide so much and became friends with her that they literally not only hired her to be like a a consultant for the film, okay. but they took her likeness and literally uh, had her face to face glasses, hair, and everything. And it's Mirabelle, the manga. That's
0: guy. awesome. I hope yeah. she was paid well, but that's yeah. awesome.
2: Yeah. And if you ever see her face, she li- like, it's legit her
1: (laughs) and one of my trivias is to piggyback off that is marabelle is the first main disney animated female character to to wear glasses
2: wait word yeah that's crazy it says one
1: one of the reasons she does is because her name comes from the spanish word mira which means to look
2: Hmm. yeah that's cool
0: it's interesting that I mean, because I can think of male characters with that word glass. It's like mm-hmm. right off the top of my head, the main dude from Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, oh, that's, yeah. A good, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: Milo. Um and then the last the last fact I had was um the enchant f- enchanto. excuse me, that's not how you pronounce it. Encanto. Encanto. See, I have to I'm gonna be saying it all night um it, it takes place the movie actually takes place just right after the thousand day war which was a civil war in Colombia that resulted in over 130,000 people dying and why Colombia has been in such economic ruin since today shit and you can oh. see and you can see uh the film actually depicts yes the actual war when her grandfather died
0: yeah, I when did that happen?
2: Uh it started nineteen or eighteen ninety nine till nineteen oh three. Wow. Yeah. So to take a place like right when it ended and you take the how old Mirbo's mother is. Fifty years. Yeah, fifty. Yeah.
0: It's the
2: nineteen so, fifties. Yeah, yeah, around then.
0: Interesting. Well, I mean they missed World War II. And all those fucking Nazis coming to South America, mm-hmm. unless they infiltrated
2: the the Encanto, because like well, they never, lo-
0: they letting new people up in that motherfucker.
2: Well, we never knew where in Colombia they were. They were just somewhere in the mountains.
0: Right.
1: Maribel singing in the uh, singing the first song is the fastest singing character has done in, in, in Disney history.
0: That makes sense. Like if you're familiar with. Lin Manuel's like writing of music, like he puts his singers through the ringer. Like I highly recommend Hamilton. Like if, if neither of you have seen it, haven't. And the last one I want to give, um,
1: it's hard for you to tell now without the picture, but the color scheme on the characters matches their individual family so if you look at um, the shapeshifter the sister who can um, hear things their color their family father mother is all yellowish then you have the other family where they're all kind of purplish like if you look at it they all each individual family had color scheme matched their clothes Mm. and the team originally considered giving the fathers that married into the family um, magical powers too, but then they ultimately decided to keep it to only the children to represent family roles and expectations.
0: That makes sense. And if, I would have just felt like there, there would have been sinister reasons to marry into the family. Right. I would never marry into that family. No, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the grandma fucking sucks. So I agree. But also, you can't even do shit. Like you're over here trying to holler at some girl down in the village and the one girl over here listening to your shit.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of crazy. And then I think they even said somewhere sometime in the movie that her room has actual like soundproofing. So she can't <laughs> do it like 24 <laughs> 7.
0: I I would fucking go insane if I heard everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Carlin, um, thank you so much for coming on. Why don't you tell the good people how they can listen to your podcast once more?
2: Yeah. So you can find my podcast anywhere where you listen to podcasts, except for like Amazon music, because I just never bothered to set that up. <laughs> um, so yeah, listen to Spotify, Apple music, You can even go on YouTube and check it out It's Starfighter full movie podcast.
1: You want to give out your social media handles?
2: Oh, yeah. You can look me up on Twitter, Instagram as Starfighter Reviews.
1: No, you know, sometimes the, the the social media handles is like slightly different than what I, the, the actual name of the show
0: is. Oh, that's right. oh yeah. Yeah. Your title is Long As Fuck Like Ours, too. Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah. 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 Just Starfighter Reviews, both Instagram and, and Twitter. Twitter, I don't really I mean, I just give out random movie recommendations to like random people with my reviews from YouTube. And in Instagram, I just post random, literally random stuff about movies with music to it.
0: Same. Minus
2: music. Alright.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for finding us. Like, this is very random. Like, I, I woke up one day and I saw an email from our podcast provider saying, like, hey, I want to do a crossover. And I was like, okay. And yeah. You to yeah, be a pretty solid dude.
2: Yeah, yeah. Really, really fun. Uh, I'll be more than... Happy to come back again. And then if you guys want to come on the podcast and watch another movie, that'd be great.
0: I would be down for that. Matt is the problem. Matt is always the problem. Yes, the <laughs> the difficult one. Yeah. So yeah. You and well, your fucking time schedule, zone.
2: Yeah, my sleeping schedule is way off. So I wish I wish I had uh America had the same time zone as Japan. So
1: Oh yeah. It's it's a it's a lot easier to do a podcast at ten AM on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm
0: -hmm. thank you so much for listening please rate like and review our podcast on your platform of choice if you have any feedback please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail.com like our facebook page we used to talk about this at work and follow us on twitter and instagram at we used to talk pod come back next week when we review skyfall like always i don't know if
1: this was a good episode i don't know if it was a bad episode but whatever you think about it talk about it at work thank you for listening